0: back listeners to the Cheer Up podcast with me, your host, Michael Cheer. It doesn't seem like there's any sign of this whole COVID situation clearing up anytime soon here in the UK, so I hope you're all looking after yourselves both mentally and physically. In the last episode, I spoke about how our values, beliefs and rules shape the quality of our lives. A belief that I'd like to share with you today is that knowing that the way that you speak to yourself has a massive effect on the actions that you take. This has made me feel like I've not been living my life to my full potential, and as a result of this realisation, I've developed a passion to try and share this breakthrough. So naturally, in this episode, I'll be talking about how powerful positive self-talk is, and how shifting the way that you speak to yourself can lead to a more fulfilled life. This positive self-talk will ultimately determine the direction that we take our lives. I hope that you're following each topic from episode to episode as I'm trying to keep some form of chronology here and stress the importance that one topic has on the next. Following on from previous episodes, you might have noticed how I've encouraged you to take a look at redefining some of your beliefs. This is essentially the power that I'm talking about now. Remember, we are the only people who have full control over our own lives and it's within our power that we can start to live our lives to its full potential. I also spoke about unhelpful thinking habits which lead us into believing our inner voice of self-doubt and the emotion of fear. In this episode, I want to explain to you how to take control of that inner voice and use it to your benefit. So let's jump into it. I want to start by telling you something incredibly basic. The way you talk to yourself matters. We all have that inner voice inside of our heads, that voice is either holding us back or pushing us to achieve our dreams. If you learn to control that voice, and train it to empower you, you'll be well on your way to living the life that you want. In my episode where I spoke about the influence of fear, I spoke about how it is the emotion of fear that holds us back. Like mentioned, fear is a state activated by our brains in order to avoid pain. But what we consider painful is created by our beliefs, which is what we discussed in the last episode. Our beliefs are built on generalisations about our past, based on our interpretations of painful and pleasurable experiences. The interpretations of painful and pleasurable experiences are generated from what we tell ourselves, consciously or subconsciously. I mentioned in the last episode that our beliefs help determine whether or not we're meeting our values and that some people find certain experiences painful or pleasurable, whilst other people may find those same experiences to be the complete opposite for them. Why is that? I've mentioned it a few times so far, but I'll say it again. Nothing means anything except the meaning that we give it. This is essentially why we possess differing feelings towards a given experience, and what's more, we're the ones determining that. We're the ones that tell ourselves what is pleasurable and what's painful. This should immediately give you a sense of understanding of the importance of self-talk, and naturally this has an impact on every aspect of our lives. Now it's no secret that this self-talk, and applying a meaning to something, helps form our beliefs. For example, if you've set a target of doing 30 press-ups in your mind before you go to attempt them, you're more likely to achieve that target because you've mentally prepared yourself for it. But you may struggle to do more than 30 at that given moment. Have you ever found yourself in a similar situation? Obviously, in that example, you have to give yourself a realistic target. You can't just say, I'm going to successfully do 100 press-ups without ever doing a press-up in your life before. But if you do set yourself a target that you may consider unrealistic, you might find yourself doing more than you could imagine as you're already suggesting to your mind that you're attempting a fair amount. Like I said, what you tell yourself can lead to beliefs being formed or changed, and like mentioned in the last episode, your beliefs can essentially change your destiny. You won't ever achieve something unless you truly believe it within yourself. This is why affirmations can be so powerful. Most of us know that affirmations tend to be positive statements that help to challenge negative or disempowering thoughts. It's important to remember that we can't just say something and expect things to magically change at the click of our fingers. Although, like mentioned before, repetition leads to mastery, so if you repeat an affirmation enough times, eventually the effect will sink in. But we have to instill that belief in order to make a change. As a result of past experiences, you may have conditioned negative messages that replay in your mind every time you make a mistake. For example... A child may have been told, you can't do anything right. If constantly repeated, a statement like this can have a huge effect on the child as it goes through life. But it's always within the power of an individual to focus on either the good or the bad. When that child does make a mistake, and it will of course, because we all do, they can choose to overwrite that message of you can't do anything right with a positive one, such as, I choose to accept and grow from my mistake. Or, as I learn from my mistakes, I'm becoming a better person. This is the kind of self talk that can lead to a change in beliefs and you metaphorically breaking the shackles that restrain you. Everything up to this point in our lives has been conditioned to be our norm based on past experiences, habits, and who we surround ourselves, for example. As a result, it may take time for you to reach a point where you finally believe what you say. You may have had a negative experience in the past, for example, and you feel like, because of that, you'll never overcome that hurdle and achieve what you were set out to. But remember, that was one of our thought viruses. We can't let a single event determine our fate, but I know from personal experience that's easier said than done. I used to tell myself that there's nothing wrong with me, and I haven't got any terminal illnesses, but my health anxiety disorder and my previous beliefs made it hard for me to fully believe it, hence the constant trips to the doctors. We can unintentionally limit our potential by telling ourselves that we're incapable of doing something, which in the long run can be extremely destructive. Our confidence can be left in tatters from disempowering self-talk, and I believe this was a massive contributing factor in my mental health struggles. There were times where I would be telling myself that things would never get better and I was going to be struggling for the rest of my life but like I've said it's not like that. For me the grass was greener on the other side of speaking up and seeking help and guess what seeking help opened up the door to a new lifestyle and finding out all of this to my benefit. On the topic of speaking up when we interact with people we open ourselves up to different perspectives of a subject. In other words Other people possess different kinds of beliefs. When this happens, we begin to question our beliefs. Again, this can happen consciously or subconsciously. With some of our long-term held beliefs, that period of questioning can be instant as we cling on to what gives us certainty. Questions are a powerful tool in determining our thoughts. And when we find ourselves in those horrible states, we get ourselves out of those states by asking questions. The critical difference between all of us is that we all ask different questions. Think about a specific low moment and try to pinpoint a question you may have asked yourself. Maybe it was along the lines of, why am I feeling like this? Or why is this happening to me? Asking yourself a why question, like those two examples, can throw you into some vicious cycles. Those were two of the questions I constantly ask myself. In one of my previous episodes, I referred to a metaphor likening our brains to computers. And in this scenario, asking questions is the equivalent of searching for specific files within your system. So when you ask yourself why questions, your brain will rack through your past experiences, memories and habits to provide you with answers for which justify why you may be feeling the way you are or why this might be happening to you. Once you receive that justification, you'll remain feeling bad. Remember, ask and you shall receive. So if you ask a disempowering question, you'll get an answer that won't fill you up with much happiness. Asking yourself better questions can help you get out of those lousy states. And this is the difference between people who struggle and are immobilised by fear and the most successful of people who are living their lives with nothing holding them back. Those who ask better questions get better answers. Our thought process is essentially just an accumulation of a number of questions being constantly asked in our head. Here's another great example of the importance of positive self-talk. Think about an example of verbal abuse. Imagine a horrible scenario where you're trapped with a person who's constantly verbally abusing you. Constantly bringing you down and making life miserable for you. No doubt, that would be terrible, and unsurprisingly, you'll probably suffer to some degree, and people wouldn't judge you for being in that scenario. I share this example with you because our primitive brains cannot tell the difference between an external abuser or an internal one. If we constantly beat ourselves up about what we may have failed to achieve, or how we're not where we wanna be, we can eventually inflict the same sort of mental trauma upon ourselves as if it was someone else raining hell upon us. In your life, you'll come across a lot of bullies who try to bring you down. Don't let yourself be your own personal bully. Turn that inner critic into a self-passionate driver. Remember back in the first episode, I asked you to ask yourself, what are three things in your life that you're grateful for? I asked you this because like mentioned in the Unhelpful Thinking Habits episode, we are programmed to focus more on the negative than we are on the positive. So by asking you to think about what you have in your life rather than what you don't, you can begin to learn to condition yourself to focus on the positives and in turn, you'll naturally begin to ask better, more empowering questions. So again, I'll ask you, what are three things that you're grateful for in your life right now? I'd recommend that you start asking yourself a question like this on a daily basis. Remember, your brain will rack through its memories to find references for when you felt gratitude. As part of my daily routine now, I start with a meditative exercise that I learnt from Tony Robbins. No surprise there, of course. Within that exercise, I visualise a happy memory that I'm totally grateful for, and I put myself back in my own shoes and feel the emotions again. And guess what? That makes me feel good. I also end my day by listing out all the things I'm grateful for that may have occurred that day, or just general gratitude. Expressing gratitude is a very simple way of shifting your mentality to start conditioning some positive self-talk. This is an example of feeding your mind. Compare the idea of feeding your mind to feeding your body. If you constantly eat shit unhealthy food, guess what? You'll start to feel shit, and it will likely have a negative effect on your body. The same principle applies to feeding your mind. Back to the metaphor of likening our brains to computers, there's a concept in computing of garbage in garbage out. It's a simple yet effective comparison. Now, there's a reason why social media gets a fair share of stick when it comes to the impact it has on our mental health. A lot of people end up consuming content which disempowers them and leads to them asking lousy questions. This can end up with them doubting their own existence and comparing themselves to others, which is another unhelpful thinking habit, remember? I've mentioned in previous episodes how this year I've begun reading every day. Reading is a perfect example of feeding yourself with empowering information. Obviously I'm not talking about scrolling through social media and reading tweets, or even reading the newspaper for that matter. I'm specifically talking about books. Why are they so empowering? Books provide us with the opportunity to learn something new. Once you finish one book, you can move on to another, and you'll be constantly adding to the computer that is your brain. The more you get out of what you read, the more you'll grow. And remember, growth is a sign of progress, and when we make progress, we're in a state of happiness. Personally, I've been reading lots of self-help and personal development books, one after another. And what's that doing to my brain? It's feeding me with so many new techniques that I hadn't come across before, which will help me overcome any mental struggles. Let's go back to talking about questions. Every thought we have comes as a result of a question being asked. Everything we do will have stemmed from a question that we've asked. We probably would have consciously or subconsciously asked ourselves, can I do this? If it's something simple, we won't even have noticed that we've asked it. Losing weight and exercising are areas in life where we constantly ask ourselves questions. If you ask yourself the question, why am I so fat, for example, not only are you asking your brain for a reference to reinforce your belief, you're also presupposing that you are fat. The definition of fat for you may be defined as something else for another person. Presuppositions can be very damaging, as you're assuming something that has no physical proof, another example of a limiting belief. Presuppositions program us to accept certain things that may or may not be true. They can be asked by other people, or again, consciously or subconsciously, by ourselves. If you ask yourself, Why am I so fat? that question will only make you feel worse, and it can lead to you staying fat. Some people, may have habits that they indulge in to try and make themselves feel better. These can be called safety behaviours, but we'll leave that for a future episode. But yeah, some people may have a habit where they eat when they feel bad. Then, they continue to ask themselves the same question, why am I so fat? And then just like that, they find themselves in a vicious cycle. Presuppositions can be deemed as a form of labelling. Labelling yourself can be so limiting as you associate it to your identity. Once that association is created, you can feel a sense of pain if you start to stray away from what it is that you associate to yourself. It may sound strange, and it may come as a surprise to you, that some people can struggle to overcome their mental issues because of the attachment that they have to them, even though those problems have been a source of pain for maybe a long period of time. It will be a case of what's more painful losing that associated sense of identity or living without the same level of mental trauma another statement from captain obvious here that i've already mentioned in this episode is that what we focus on we feel so naturally if we want to feel good we have to focus on the good and focusing on the good requires us to think positively and picture positive thoughts the problem with positive thinking is that it's easier said than done. It requires you to think, and we've already established that thinking is essentially just a series of questions being asked. You may have questions that you ask yourself habitually on a regular basis, a form of repetition of course, and if this is a disempowering question, it will naturally make you feel bad. And if it is a repeated habit, it's going to constantly make you feel bad every day. So... I suggest you start asking yourself some better questions. A few examples of questions that you can ask yourself when you're struggling. What's good about this experience? What can I learn from this? What can I do right now to get to where I wanna be? What am I willing not to do in order to get to where I wanna be? How can I find or what can I do to get enjoyment from the process of getting to where I want to be? What's funny about this situation? That last question is a great one. Usually, when we find ourselves in an embarrassing situation, we tend to have a moment sometime down the line where we look back and laugh at how it happened back then, just like I did with my past experiences interacting with girls back in my school days. So with that, I ask you why wait? Positive self-talk is about recognising the truth in situations and in yourself. One of the fundamental truths is that we will all make mistakes. This is what we struggle to accept. We don't like making mistakes, and then we beat ourselves up for it. And to expect perfection in yourself or anyone else is unrealistic. To expect no difficulties in life, whether through your own actions or sheer circumstances is also unrealistic. Something I've had to hammer home into myself is to stop seeking approval or validation from others and to start giving it to myself. This is a good foundation for me to start building my confidence up again. This has been instilled through constant repetition of self-talk. By doing so, I'm now asking myself better questions and finding better answers that lead to an empowering outcome. So, I implore you to start feeding your mind with positivity. I understand that for some of you it's important to keep up to date with the latest news, but notice how everything being reported in the news tends to be negative. Good news doesn't sell. I've become so fed up with the news and now refuse to watch it because I know there'll be something that will annoy and frustrate me, leaving me in a disempowering state. So ask yourself the question, do I really need to watch the news today? Pick up a book. There's always something in our lives that we want to achieve. Start simple. Pick up a book that can help you build momentum towards achieving that goal. I used to be terrible when it came to reading, but now I've probably read more books this year than I have in the previous 24 years of my life combined. Anyway, as I come to the end of this episode, I want you to focus on the happiest, proudest, and the most exciting moments of your life and think about the feelings you felt at those precise moments. Ask yourself the question, what can I do right now to replicate those feelings? I also want to remind and to push you to incorporate a ritual of gratitude into your daily routine. Living with an attitude of gratitude will allow you to appreciate what you have and the more you feel like you have, the more you'll experience in your life. And again, I want to thank you for joining me for today's episode and I'll look forward to having you back for the next episode where I'll be sharing more ways of getting yourself out of a rut so to speak. So remember, appreciate what you have, focus on the positives in your life, be kind to yourself and cheer yourself on.